everybody, and welcome back. It's Nick, your host for this week's episode of Geekable Podcast, the geekiest show in this reality dedicated to hosting passionate people, discussing our excitement for comics old and new, what's hot in the industry, and of course, all things MCU. If you enjoy this show, please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't skip a beat. Now, we have a very special episode ahead of us where we'll be discussing the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, as well as uh, as, as the fan favorite uh, pop culture news segment that you all keep asking for. That's back as well. Um, and we have a very special guest with us this time around who is a fan of comics, TV, movie adaptations, and she'll be joining us from Florida. Today we have Bianca. Bianca, pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited too. Um, for those of you who are new to Bianca, definitely just if if you can pull it up real quick on your on your smartphone, uh, pull up her Instagram at Bianca Collects, where she posts uh, pretty frequently on on some of the things in her collection. Um, you know some of her thoughts uh you know you have some really cool uh celebrity picks as well where i've seen you meet like charlie cox and john bernthal yeah. as well yeah it's awesome it's it's really cool to meet another fan and um you know it's no real you know it's it's different because it's a male dominated sort of uh world with yeah, collecting sure. and yeah so it's it's cool to meet a, a a chick who's into that as well and i'd love to sort of just kind of hear your your story and and i'm yeah i'd love to hear about it because i don't even know yet either so let's get into that yeah so um my whole collecting journey really started last year um in the summertime so i kind of decided that i was going to watch the entire mcu from the very beginning Oh. Um, so starting from phase one, I was going to just go through the phases and just watch everything in release order and relive a lot of the movies that I had seen before, as well as see a lot of those things that I hadn't seen. Um, or because I had missed so many things in between, it was I didn't catch the importance of some of the things that I had watched before. So it was re-watching these things with a newfound like understanding as I watched all the movies. So I did all that in two months. It was a lot of screen time yeah. and you know a lot, and that included all the shows and everything. So really finishing all the way up until I saw Wakanda Forever in the movie theaters in November of last year. So I had kind of watched everything up until that point. Then that was the first new release that I had seen, um, you know, with that timeline. So it was, I fell in love with the franchise, obviously with the movies. Um, and I was really curious to what the comics perspective of that was. I am a reader in the sense that I like to read fiction novels and I enjoy to read um, as like a pastime. So I knew that I, I think I would like reading comics um, being that I do like fiction. So I decided to kind of mix the two worlds and dive into the comics. Um, and it was just kind of an impulsive decision that I said, okay. And I had heard this um, app called Whatnot, um, which I'm sure you're familiar oh, yeah. with collectors are oh yeah and i decided to download that very dangerous app one day and i literally bought my first comic book on whatnot in late september oh. so um i'm sorry so oh, yeah God. i decided okay we're gonna we're gonna go head first into this and i'm a very all or nothing person oh cool and yeah. when i want to know about something i have to know like as much as i possibly can so it was just like going head first, doing so much research, trying to find out 
um, as much as I could about the comic world, whether it was like just the terminology of collecting um, to totally. what the, you know, how the MCU kind of like, what did they pull from the comics or what was the influence or kind of tying those two things together um, and really like branching those two worlds. And, um, and then that's it. I got hooked. I was obsessed. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's an easy thing to get obsessed with and to get addicted to, you know? Um, and then kind of all in the same full sweep, I started collecting Funko Pops um, and I got into that. And then that also gets very addicting and <laughs> obsessive and, you know, you're trying to, you know, complete a collection and all of that. So I started kind of expanding my collectibles. And then uh, shortly after I decided, hey, I'm going to make an Instagram and just kind of have this little creative outlet to showcase some of my pieces in my collection. I wanted to, uh, you know, kind of be creative in the way that I kind of displayed my collection. And, um, and I've just been having so much fun with it and kind of trying things out. And, um, and then it really grew after that, like just the following and the community, which honestly is the best, like that's yeah. the part Agreed. of this whole thing is the community. It's super awesome. Yeah. Wow. Bianca, that's so cool. Just going back to, and, and thank you for that. That's yeah. all really awesome. Super interesting. I, um, I love how you kind of started your journey. You had a different perspective watching the movies going in for the first time than I think yeah. anybody else that I've ever talked to. That is so unique. Um, I really like that. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I had a cool entry. I mean, I was, I was a kid, like I was like the prime audience for like Iron Man. Right. Yeah. Like when it came out in 2008, like, you know, I'm 25. So right. I don't even know. I don't even want to do the math on that. But I was young. <laughs> I was probably in like, I don't know, middle school, maybe middle school. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I, I loved the comics. And then it was just like it was just a it was just the perfect timing of everything. Right. I mean, yeah. and I'm still a huge fan of the movies and, and everything. And um, I can't wait to talk about guardians with you too. And that's cool too, that you started on whatnot. That's so yeah. fascinating to me that that's where you bought your first comic. That it is, is so, everybody who there's a few people that come to mind right now. And I'm like, they are going to love that. You said <laughs> you shop on what, what yeah, that I mean, is too funny. No, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, why it's not? Good. It's so easy. It's so yeah, easy. It really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, really cool background and very unique, like I said. So that's awesome. Um, and going into it too, you know, uh, I, 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 we kind of spoke about this. I have seen the movie a couple times now. You, you've seen guardians of the galaxy for everybody listening. Yes. Good for everybody yeah. listening. Uh, that is your cue to either pause right now and go see the movie, which I highly recommend you do because I loved it. And you're going to hear a lot of praise from me about the movie in this episode. Um, and you've been warned because we're going to talk about spoilers. So please, please go see the movie and then come back to the episode so we don't spoil anything for you. You have been warned. Um, and without further ado, let's get into it. Bianca, I'd love to kick it off. This is how I start every episode when I'm talking to someone just to help flesh it out out of five stars. What would you give guardians of the galaxy volume three, five being end game, infinity war level yeah. love yeah. and the bar is high. So what would you give it? The bar is high, but I'm going to give it a 4.5. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the yep. bar is high and it's, it's, it's so up there. It's so up there. I mean, I, I love that you said that too. I'm pretty much in full agreement. I, I mean, yeah. 4.5 to 4.8 range, honestly, yeah. 
is probably where that movie rests. Um, just being totally realistic, I, I I think it probably earns a spot in like top five uh, best MCU movies. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it it was just it was it was just perfect. Um, the things that I have quote unquote wrong with it, as yeah. I put air quotes up uh, that nobody can see, uh, is that um, we'll get into it, but. I, it was just maybe it could have been a little shorter. Maybe Adam Warlock could have been a little more fleshed out. Yeah. Super minor things. Um, every movie has them. That, but other than that, and those are fair complaints to have. And I, the movie was good enough where I don't even really care what the runtime was. Right? right? It really was that good. Um, you know, first weekend, 250 million. Really good, strong start to the to the to uh to the last film of the franchise. And um, I I. I, we're going to get more granular than this, I promise. But I, um, I just, I loved it. I really loved it. So emotional. Um, I mean, it was just a, it was a roller coaster of fun and, and sadness. It's really yeah. what it was. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever watched a movie that made me cry as much as it made me laugh. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, for real. Wow. Yeah, it was. And, um, you know what, too? I, I, I wasn't sure. My my prediction was that it was not going to sort of tie into the whole, you know, Kang thing coming around. Right. Yeah. I, I had a feeling that it wasn't going to. And I had a hunch that the end credits wouldn't either sort of hint anything. Um, yeah. And I'm totally OK with it not sort of furthering the breadth of the MCU forward. It right. was more contained. What are your thoughts on that? Are you OK with that as well? Yeah, I I'm totally OK with that. I think that we did get a branching. It just wasn't that branching. So I think with the whole Adam Warlock thing, I think that that is pulling us into a little more of this whole galactic situation, like the more cosmic threats that are not King. So I think yeah. that it, it introduces some other maybe potential threats or some other, you know, kind of group of heroes that we may get in the more like cosmic world. Um, you know, to kind of fill in that gap of the guardians, which, you know, are, are no longer. So I, we, we need that gap to be replaced of kind of like our cosmic heroes. Totally. And so I think with this whole introduction of Adam and all of that stuff, I feel like they're more going over there, which I'm yes. totally okay with, which I'm yes. totally okay with. Um, you know, it, it's also with the guardians, they're, they're very notoriously, not so much standalone movies, but they tie in way less. I feel yeah. than a lot of the other movies do. Um, so it's not, you know, untypical of them to, to kind of run it that way where there's a lot less tying in with, with everything else. Right. No, I agree. And I really like your last point there because we saw Ant-Man, which was in, in my opinion, the first two films were like pretty grounded honestly. Right. And then we saw the third film, which just came out, um, which I thought was pretty mid in yeah. terms of the larger scale. Yeah. Um, would I see it again? Yes. Um, would I be okay not seeing it again? Yes. You know, right, well, right. yeah, sort of, if that's, if that makes sense, but um, they really made that movie tie in and sort of kickstart everything going yeah. forward. And I thought it worked. I don't think it didn't work. I thought it worked, but I don't know. I think I would have been okay not seeing Ant-Man. Just maybe more of what we're used to, I guess. Um, right. And I'm I I I'm kind of glad that James Gunn just said, "This is my vision. This is what I'm gonna do." I'm sure Marvel gave him pretty much every direction, every every ounce of direction that that he wanted to go in. I don't think they fought him on anything. 
and because the movie was very James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> in the best of ways. Um, so one of the first things uh, you came with notes, I came with notes of the movies. Yeah. I'd love to exchange. The, I'm gonna kick it off. Um, the first thing that I thought too that came to my mind. This is just a weird thing, but I, I just have to put it out there to people listening and yourself. Um, the and it's just a burning thing I've been wanting to talk to someone about. The High Evolutionary, I think, created Meek from um from Thor. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I, I don't I just had to throw that in this episode. I was yeah. like, I need to talk to somebody about this. Um that's I don't freaking know. I don't know, but I, I just had to throw it in there. I didn't even cross my mind, but that's funny that. Yeah. 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 They were like, you know, he he's in multiple corners of the galaxy. Meek was Meek is just sort of like a a, a creature. And um, at one point, you know, who is it? Mantis is like releasing people, and she gets that little like kind of hideous oh. creature. And yeah. I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Meek a little bit. And I was like, oh, that would maybe make sense. I don't know. Yeah. Who maybe. was apparently voiced by Pete Davidson, which was a very random. <laughs> really? Are you yeah. serious? Oh, that's yeah. too funny. I didn't know he. I know he was an extra. Like right. guard, like a guard. I didn't know he yeah. voiced it too. That's yes, really funny. Voice, and of course, it was like like a little weird, random thing that he said. It wasn't much of a, but apparently he was the the voice of the little. Yeah. Movie. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Yeah. Okay, I had to kick it off with that. Um, have you? I, I am not educated on it, so I really can't speak to this, and I haven't read it. I know there's a, uh, I think it's a five issue, maybe five issue limited series on Rocket from the '80s. Yeah. That tells his his story. Have you read that? I haven't. And um, I haven't read that. I mean, I've heard okay. of it. Like, you know, I, I've seen totally. covers and stuff in the series, but I have not read it. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if you did because I am wondering if I, if anybody listening, please let us know in the comments or or DM us if we should if we should read that or not because to me the best part of the movie really was the whole ro- rocket backstory. Yeah. Super sad. Um, I loved that. Uh, I I I mean. Would you go as far as to say that Rocket's one of your top uh, characters in the MCU right I would, now? I would definitely say right now he he's really up there. I just feel yeah. that he is – we've got so much character development. And what's so nice is that this, this movie and getting his origin story has made so much of the scenes from one and two make so much sense. Yeah. It, it, it really yeah. – like you got more than his origin story but you kind of got like this little you know like this hindsight after totally. the fact where you're like oh that's why he's so sensitive when someone says something like this or that's why he snapped at this guy or why he fought with Yondu and the, you know like those little things that you're like yeah. it makes so much sense because at first you're just thinking he's this pissed off character who's just like guns a blazing and you didn't really get the why and so yes. this movie really gave you that. And I feel like he is just a very complex character. And a lot of times our MCU characters aren't complex. And it's yeah. very like fight, fight, fight. I save the world. And that's all I am. Uh, right. When we don't get the like this human type of feeling where you feel like there are people that you connect to. And yes. obviously human, but you know what I mean? Like you yeah. actually felt like. You're like, oh my God, I actually care about this character. Oh, totally. I, you took yeah. the words out of my mouth. That's one thing that I had written down here, which was like human. They really humanized Rocket. They put him into a lens that everybody can understand and everybody can be compassionate towards. And, um, you know, there's no, I mean, the movie, I really have to tread lightly because a lot of people love this. Some people hate it. There's really no one in the middle of the road besides me. Um, but 
Marvel has taken sort of like a new, almost like woke approach to things. Right. Um, yeah. And I didn't see that in this movie. The only thing that I could call being like a woke approach, which I think everybody can, and if you can't, then then you have an issue. But everybody can get behind is sort of like the the anti animal testing, animal abuse, right. animal cruelty uh, sort of uh, you know a plot point yeah. that was present and prevalent in the movie pretty much the entire time. Sure. Um, I really liked that and. I I'm not saying that I, I don't like when there's like, you know, woke stuff in the movie and, and you know, it turns out like Craglin has like a boyfriend or something like that's right. I don't care about the people get so mad about that. I really I don't understand yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't any of that in the movie besides sort of that underlying thing, which I really liked um, how it was like an animal cruelty, animal abuse thing. Yeah. I think I mean, there was times where like I'm watching the high evolution, like hold rocket. And I like just want to like jump out of my seat and I... just like punch it very yeah like you that's gonna make us that's gonna make for a compelling villain and my next question to you was do you think the high evolutionary was a compelling villain and not just another eh marvel villain i literally wrote best mcu villain in a really long time yes i wrote that on my paper because yeah the thing is is that and i'm a villains girl like okay cool yeah my favorite part of movies i love villains um and so that's the first thing I go to criticize in a movie. I, I look at that. Very fair. Very fair. Apart. And when it's just that mid where you're like, well, they just weren't bad enough. And that's how I feel like we've gotten a lot of MCU movies. Like really with Ant-Man, I, I felt that feeling with Kang. Although I know that this is not the end of Kang. So I was okay with the fact that we got that kind of mid response right now. Yes. But because this is, and, and they had the opportunity to really showcase how evil this villain is and they took it and ran with it. And I, and there were some parts of the movie where I was like, this is dark. And this is like one of the darkest MCU movies. And I'm just, I was like, this is, whoa. (laughs) I was like, wow, this guy is bad. And and it, 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 like you said, like you wanna get in there, you wanna punch this guy in the face. Cause you're like, don't, don't hold his head like that. I'm like, yeah, serious. The way he treated these, it, it was, it really was gut wrenching and it yeah. made you hate him. And I feel like that is good writing. When you truly hate the character you are meant to hate, that is a full testament to how good this writing and directing was because I despised him and he was yes. so, so bad. Um, yeah, me too. And, despised, I, and him. I despised him. He was horrible. Yeah. Um, and I think he did such a great. I mean, the actor. So I can't even think of the actor's name I, right now. I, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a tough name to pronounce. He was excellent. Oh I thought God, he. So I was totally totally captivated by him the entire he time he was on screen. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm glad we're on the same page on that note because um, I would love to see him again. To be yeah. honest, I really would if he came back to any extent. I don't think you'd hear a complaint from me or or much of anyone. I mean, would you be okay with him coming back in another mo- movie? Sure. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that there is room for that. Um, I do too. You know, I think there's definitely room for that. And I mean, I, I, there's comic book wise, there's so much they can kind of take from his storyline. Totally. And, and just like, whoa, like there's so many things we could do. Um and maybe not necessarily in this saga per se, but right. 
regardless, I think that there's room for that somewhere. Yes, um, I agree with you. Um, yeah. My next question to you. Um, I'm trying to I, I want to keep an open mind here because I haven't made up my mind on this. But did the end bother you where Rocket didn't kill the high evolutionary, but did leave him to die in a fiery explosion and maybe even escaped for all we know to cause more harm in the universe? Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts so on that. I'm a firm believer that if you didn't see the person die, they didn't die. Agreed. So, yes. you know, that's how that's just how superhero movies work. Yep. And unless we see the end of their life and it is very like noted moment, uh, they didn't actually die. So for, for me, yes, he could have left them there and who knows, but he easily could have escaped and we'll probably see him again. So I it did it, it. I have mixed emotions about it because it's almost like you're proud of Rocket for yes, like. Right. Not going dark, not letting that overtake him. And he he did choose to be the good guy. And at the end of the day, I think that's that that's kind of the main overarching arc when it comes to Rocket and his storyline is the fact that over all through all that trauma, he still became a good guy. He was a bigger man. Yes. He was a bigger man. And through yep. all of the bad things he's been through, he said, I'm still gonna help people and still save the universe, yeah. you know, so that I feel like just kind of emphasize that about his character. Um, and he wasn't going to stoop to his level. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I was proud of him that he did that, but I also hated that evolution is so bad that oh, I was like, I know, <laughs> I know. I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, they can't take him back and lock the guy up. Like, I'm like, he's going right. to escape. I'm like, you guys, are, <laughs> he's got to escape. But I also think that's kind of like what makes the Guardians the Guardians. Maybe I'm stretching a little, but like at the end of the day, you know, they're heroes, they're good people. Um, they're they're assholes, but they're good people. Right, right. But um, they're also like, I don't know. I I just it's not like the Avengers where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna lock them up, throw them in the raft, call it a day. Yeah. They just kind of let them go, and I think that that's kind of like how the Guardians kind of are. Like they kind of think, they think differently than the Avengers. Yeah. So I don't know. I was kind of just like, uh, okay, all right. Um, and I don't know on that note, I agree. The high evolutionary. Perfect. The last thing I want to say about him too, after seeing the movie a couple times is when, remember he was coming to rocket flipping out while rockets in the cage, uh, yeah. because he wants to show him that, you know, the, what is it? The selenium sulfide worked, which is what he was saying. Um, the high evolutionary was also, and I thought that this was a great detail. Let me know if I'm, if I'm blowing it out of proportion, I, I would love to know your thoughts. Um, one of his guards there with like the thing in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget the guy's name, but anyway, he says to the other, you know, right hand man of the high evolutionary sire was in the middle of his treatments when we had a breakthrough. The high evolutionary was pretty unhinged there. And I think a lot of it had to do with like, you know, this imperfect quote unquote uh, creation of his knew something yeah. that he didn't and was able to innovate in ways that he hadn't thought of. Um, I, I, I thought that this was a good portion because I definitely think that this showed that the high evolutionaries is, is unstable mentally yeah. and he is, you know, twisted and evil and he has severe issues. Did yeah. you pick up on that? What are your thoughts? I'm kind of glad they added that scene little tidbit in. Yeah. Yeah. I literally watched it, that scene. And I said, he is unhinged. Yeah. I was like, he, I was like, whoa, he really like just lost it there. Um, and yeah, and I think that that was kind of a nice 
touch to the evil aspect in the sense that he's not just evil, but he's crazy. And crazy. so he's crazy evil. And that those two combinations, I think, are what make him as horrible as he is, is that he gets obsessive with his evilness. And yes. he gets this kind of like obsessiveness where he's like, I have to accomplish this, you know, um, whatever this final thing he's trying to do with the whole evolutionary thing. But right, right. I definitely noticed that. I mean, he was crazy. Yeah, who was, he was and crazy. I like that he showed that that he wasn't just like a bohaha bad guy type of thing, but like that he was like not okay. Not okay. <laughs> not okay. And that just made me understand him more because that's yeah. I was like, okay, he's going into a different category of villain. He's right. crazy too. He's not just yeah. like obviously he's crazy. He's doing like horrible experiments. He's you know it's it this is none of this is okay. But then I see the unhinged part. I think you you nailed that. When you're dealing with someone who's crazy and unhinged, it's a different villain because at that point they're unpredictable. When you have yeah. someone who's who's unhinged, they can snap in a second. And we saw that a few times with him. He'll snap. Um, sure. You know, we we saw that uh, a few times that comes to mind, like when they were pretty much there was a mutiny on his on his ship against him. Yeah. We saw him, you know, when when he's talking to Rocket, when he kills Lila. There's a there's a few times that it's like okay, he's like unpredictable and it's unsettling as a audience member to watch that yeah. um i really hope i really hope that the uh, kevin feige and everybody at marvel takes note of how how much we love this villain not yeah. only to use him again but just sort of i hate to use this word but i say it with a purpose sort of replicate how you know the success of uh, our, our our the audience investment into this sure, villain sure. because we could use that i think we could use a little more of that I do. Yeah. And I think that the um that little scene where where when he kills Lila and then Rocket kind of does that little scream and then yeah. he mimics him and imitates him like mocking him. I was like, "Oh, this guy is this guy's crazy." <laughs> crazy. He's Actually, insane. Yeah. Actually, and yeah. and I I like I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um yeah. and um and it's funny too. I have written here that that I saw online, you know, PETA I was going to save this for the pop culture news segment, but I think it's fitting to just talk while we're talking about it. PETA yeah. calls it the best animal film of the year. <laughs> and it, it's funny because I was like, what is this up against? Like cocaine bear? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is this movie up? At? So, uh, uh, but you know what? Like rare PETA W will take it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. And I agree with it. Like, it just I seems agree, like, yeah. and, and on that note, it seems like everybody loves the movie too. Like I was in the gym the other yeah. day and I'm, and I hear people talking about it and they're like, Oh, have you seen it? And I was like, this is cool. It's always fascinating to me to see like yeah. people outside of my little world of geeks, like right. talking about it and loving something that I love too. So I'm like, wow, this is really, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I, I love that. And and I think that there's, there's something special to be said about that. And um, I don't know about you, but I loved Far From Home. And I yeah. thought that this movie was like the magic that Far From Home had in terms I of just, I was actually comparing it like rating wise or like, yeah. That feeling after the fact, it, it did feel like that top tier like that, where I was like, that that was good, that good, you know? Yes, that yeah. good. Because I left I left far from home. I don't know if I said no way home. I'm sorry. I said uh, no. I'm, oh, my God. Now I'm confusing myself. Yes. The, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. No way home. Uh, yes. which I thought was was unbelievable and and I left yeah. the same with this movie and um I think the next movie I should know this off the top of my head is Captain Marvel as well. Yeah, Captain yep. Marvel. 
um well yeah i mean mcu wise captain marvel yes spider-verse in between that yeah uh, we've spider-verse and fury in june yeah i think was secret evasion yeah, yeah right, is the, right. the title yeah, the running title for that. and then apparently i think loki is a, a little delayed but i think should be coming after um the marvels right. Yeah, very excited for that too. Very yeah, excited for that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff in the pipeline, which is which is always yeah. cool to to know. Um, another thing I have written down too uh, was uh, was uh, the good use of slow mo in the movie. Yeah. They didn't overdo it. They had a little bit, right? This is yeah. uh, maybe I'm getting a little granular, but I've seen it three times now, and um, I was like, they use slow mo well here. They didn't overdo it. It wasn't like just uh, you know. Uh, well, who is it? Zack Snyder's Justice League, where I think like 30 something percent of the film was slow mo. Right, they used right. a little bit here. We hadn't really seen slow mo in the MCU before. Uh, I really, I kind of, I liked it. It was just, I think James Gunn just took the wheel on this yeah. and just sort of added all everything he wanted in. Yeah, I think the cinematography all together was awesome. The angles, the the whole battle like one shot with the yeah. no till brooklyn that whole, yeah god oh. that was so good that scene so ended good. and i was like that was awesome i know i wanted to like last forever but it was just yes, so good too. and um it was just yeah the music was awesome in the movie too oh, the of so course good. yeah Everything. they never miss they don't miss yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying um let's skip let's skip to to the ending here um, I, I do have a few other points, but I, I, I'd love to know about what you think, because I, I, I think it pretty much confirmed it at the end that Star-Lord, the legendary Star-Lord, I think they're going to franchise him. Right. Um, probably not with a Disney Plus show. They're probably going to give him the film treatment, which I think is is justified at this juncture, mm-hmm. having known him for however long we've had Star-Lord in the MCU. How down are you to you know are you excited for that do you think he can carry his own franchise what are your thoughts on that yeah i think so i think he could definitely carry his own in the sense that uh, he's a well-developed enough character where you know i think we'd all enjoy that i think it, it will be a bittersweet thing for us guardians fans to watch, right. to watch him not with the group you know like it's it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, man, I wish this character was in there and we'll miss them in, but I think that he's awesome enough where he yeah. can create a new world for us. And, um, and we can love him for different ways besides his relationship with the guardians. Totally. Uh, well said, completely agree. I don't need to spend a ton of time talking about that because I think he is capable. He's a great actor. I mean, yeah. Oh, super. He might be my favorite guardian of the galaxy to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just love how Chris Pratt, like his mannerisms and how he acts. It's just like, is he even a superhero or is he just right. like, a, well, like I'm like, it's relatable. It's yeah, like, it's relatable. Superheroes, we'd probably be like this guy. Yes. Yeah, you know? exactly. Anyway, I feel like I relate to his personality, you know, um, he's just relatable. I think they've, you know, he was like the first middle finger in the MCU, the first yeah. one we got. This yes. So I thought it was, it was tasteful. I thought it was so perfect. good. It was so, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a big dramatic thing happening. Nope. And like, it was, it was or, so subtle. So and subtle. I laughed so hard. And I was like, that was epic. That was it was, so it was, ep- the crowd went pretty crazy for that. Actually, no, now that I think about it. Yeah. Lost. Insane. Yeah. Theater lost. And I thought it was perfect because, Going back to the whole thing about Star Lord being relatable, isn't that something any of right. us would do? Like oh, just get in the effing car. Yeah. 
that whole perfect. scene, the whole scene of him explaining the door not. I mean, the whole yes. thing was so funny. Um, yeah. It, it yep. was it was great. I it was that. funny. I loved that too. And it was perfect. And I, I, I honestly, um, one of the strongest things about the film entirely was the writing for me. We, yeah. You touched on that as the writing for the, the villain. I thought the writing was pretty incredible, like nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 for everything in the movie. Yeah. Every scene yeah. was written well. I thought every character got to shine so well um in their own light and we typically in the in the ones before we've kind of seen a little other characters more highlighted than others um whereas this one really felt like it was time for everyone to shine in this closing of the journey um everybody got their funny bits everybody yeah. got their action bits everybody yep. got their their sappy moments like we literally got something for everybody um and I think that regardless of who your favorite guardian is, you got a cool moment with everyone. So yes, I, I really I agree. Like I like that you say that too. The spotlight was pretty was shined pretty evenly, um, which is which is awesome. I you know I I I really I just I can't talk bad about much of anything in the movie. Yeah, I really cannot. The the one of the last parts that I wanted to touch on too was Adam Warlock. Um, I think I, I, it wasn't upsetting. I, I wouldn't use that word. Um, yeah. I just am a huge Adam Warlock fan. I, I don't know why. I just always have been. My brother is too. And I was like, huh, okay. I guess this was just, I'm just considering this the start of his story. Do I think we'll see Will Poulter come back and reprise the role? I I, I think that's all but guaranteed. I, I really yeah. do. What were your thoughts on him being in the movie? Do you think he was just, you know, kind of there as a, as a, as sort of like a plot device? What, yeah. What, what, what were your thoughts on him? Well, it definitely makes sense when we look at the comics, right? It, the storyline is there in the sense that these characters do mix together. Right. Um, I definitely, I thought he came into the movie so strong. And I was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, yeah. they, they're feeling his power so good right now. Yeah, yeah. so powerful the way he just came in. And I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. Yes. I'm ready for Adam Warlock. And then we like went a whole 30 minutes without seeing him. And I was like, oh, I forgot. And he came back and I was like, I forgot this guy was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I, like, like they put him in there. They made us feel like he was going to be a really big part. And then they kind of like dismissed him for a moment. Um, his mom was a weird character. I wish she didn't exist. Aisha, uh, yeah. Or I wish they gave her a better wig. I don't know what it was about the, her hair that really, I was like, what's happening with this character? Fair <laughs> enough. Was, he looked so cool and I feel like they like half did her costume and makeup. And I was like, she looks kind of janky. Yeah. And yeah. He fair looked enough. Really cool. He looked um, good. I definitely yeah. think that they're going to, you know, kind of give us more about that, which is why I think maybe we'll see the evolutionary again. I mean, you know, I would hope we would get an origin story, how he gets the soul stone, all of these things like kind of about him mm, and, yeah. and that would have to do with the high evolution if, if they're going to kind of go comic book route when it comes right. to origin stories. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him again, just because he, he, he was so powerful and I just love a really powerful, uh, character. And I kind of like that we got to see his little, you know, he's kind of coming around the, I'm not so evil anymore, kind of at the end there. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I thought he was cool. I think that the movie would have been just as awesome without him in it at all. Yeah, um, I agree with you. They removed him like he didn't exist. The movie would still have the same rating for me. So he yes. didn't add to the movie in any way, shape or form, but he didn't take away either. So, you know what? I really I like that. You, I think that's a really good way to put it. He yeah. didn't. Yeah. And I don't I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just right. saying, yeah, he didn't really add a, 
anything. He didn't really take away. I think I went into the movie being like, oh, he's going to add so much, and he didn't. And then I was maybe just like a little like, huh, okay, they didn't they didn't go that way. Um, that's fine because you know what he did do, which I guess is something to be said for, is he did save Peter at the end. Right. Right. He he um and I really loved. I picked up on it the second time. I'll share my screen with you really quick, and anybody yeah. listening should uh, check this out. Was this was uh this is Michelangelo's you know yes. Italian Renaissance painting yes yes which is yeah. the creation of Adam right where, yeah. yeah where you know God reaches out touching the finger of Adam to give him life yeah I really like that they put this in and uh because this is this is how you know you just get the frame of his finger and then his hand and yeah. then you get this this sort of painting and I really like that because um. Adam Warlock is known as, you know, Space Jesus in the comics, as everybody calls him, because he pretty much is. And I really I thought that that was just cool because Adam was giving life to Peter. Adam Warlock's whole sort of motif and common thread through the film is life and understanding life. Mm -hmm. And so at the end, I was like, okay, he's more human than anything at this point. Right. He's experienced loss. He doesn't really know his place. And then you start to see and you're like, okay, this is a character that maybe I can. I can be invested in. So at the end of the day, I was happy because I was like, this is, this is the start of his journey. We'll see him more. I thought he was, you know, great in the end credits scene where he's, you know, talking about music with the rest of the guardians before they they save that village or whatever. And I was like, this is cool. I like this. I'm not, super disappointed after I thought about it for a little. I, would you agree with, with Yeah, with I, I'd points? agree. I'd agree. I, I, the only thing, and I literally, I just wish I would have seen a little more of him. I think that would have added, it would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I liked the ending, right? I liked the very beginning and I liked the ending. And so I'm kind of happy with at the end of the day, what it, what it came to be. And I'm, I'm cool with what it was. Um, yeah. But to me that you mentioned the scene with the finger, I actually thought Star-Lord was going to die. So Yo, I, I, did I too. actually got out of my seat and I was like this, like, I was like, there's Me no too. way because we all thought someone was going to die. We all Christmas. thought it I, like every, every I mean, yeah, Dave Batista, Dave Batista, wind the clocks back like wow. two or three years ago. He was like, yeah, you know, not everybody's I mean, making it out of this. And we're yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh. And I mean, uh, right. We know Drax isn't coming back. Contract's over. I definitely thought Rocket was going to die for a I second. I thought he there. was done. And I'm like, okay, so where's Drax going to die? Like he has to be next. And then that scene happens. And I'm like, there is no way that we are losing Peter Quill right now. And I I was in utter, like my heart was racing. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Then there's Adam. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Adam could save him. And, um, I was wondering like, this is just how I operate in the movies. But when I see his hand going, I'm like, okay, is he going to be able to just like unfreeze Peter? What are the extent right. of his powers? We know he's powerful. How is he doing this? And he just yeah. brought him back to the ship. I still thought Peter was dead. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, and he, and then he dropped the line, like, did that look cool? And I was like, yeah. okay, he's, we got him. All right. Our boy's safe. Our boy's safe. I yeah. love that. Um, overall, I mean, it, that was the beauty of the movie too, is just like subtle comedy. That's not in your face, not to draw comparisons, but I'm going to. Yeah. Is that I thought I thought Thor Love and Thunder was a little right. too too uh in my face uh comedy that I just yeah. couldn't it just didn't resonate with me. I, everybody's experience is different, but to me that's kind of how it was. And I don't think Guardians had a had too many scenes where I thought that, which I was happy with. Yeah, I thought the comedy was so well written and placed strategically in the moments where it was necessary. Um, the lines hit every single time, and I think. I mean, James Gunn did a brilliant, brilliant, 
job. I brilliant job. Oh, just yeah. brilliant. Uh, one of the last points I have here yeah. that I'd love your thoughts on is I, I wrote down, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that they didn't kill anyone, I think. And I say this because I say I think because I will kind of be like, OK, there's a huge universe ending threat. Yeah. We know that the, we know that the that rocket stays in touch with someone from Earth, whether it's Captain America or someone, you know, we they definitely do have some connection there um, after they've been through everything. You know, next time there's a huge universe ending threat or there's a, there's a threat to Earth that's like super crazy. And, you know, Drax and Nebula aren't there because they're working on nowhere. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm going to be like, we know they're alive. They would be right, here. I hate to like think like yeah. that, but that's, I don't know. That's why I was like, maybe it would have made sense to kill them. But I have such a connection to these characters that like, I think more of me is just kind of glad that they're safe and that they have like sort of like a happy ending yeah. rather than you know, nobly sacrificing themselves to save someone or just plain out die. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Am I overthinking it? Is there validation behind that? What, what no, are your thoughts? I thought, I thought the same thing. Mainly, okay. like, I really thought Drax was going to die. So, I did too. Like, I was convinced. I really I, thought. I was convinced die. too. I would have, yeah. if I was a betting man, that would have been the character. 100%. Yeah. I, and so I really thought he was going to die. So when he didn't, I was kind of like, okay, but like, we know he's not coming back. I mean, so I don't, it's kind of weird that, Okay, now he's like the daddy of nowhere over there. And then right. I'm just like, okay, so like you said, when something happens, we're just going to ignore it and pretend like we weren't once a guardian of the galaxy. Um, and then right. Nebula, I was, I will say, I was a very indifferent person about Nebula. I have never liked Nebula as a character. But in this movie, I think that if she would have died, I actually would have been bummed because she shined... And I actually really liked her in this movie. And I thought she was freaking hilarious in Love this that. movie. And, Love that. Um, and I know, and now kind of going back with the whole knowing about Rocket's origin and seeing, and it making sense, her, like Nebula's and Rocket's connection once everybody, yeah. after the blip and everything like that, how they connected. And it was just kind of like, now yes. I kind of connected to Nebula. So I would have been bummed to see her go. But like you said, now it kind of feels weird. Like there's this, we know something you don't type of thing in the background of fans' minds. Right, right, right. Thinking about it, uh, but we're going to pretend it doesn't exist. Because... Yeah, I guess so. We're just going to, we're just going to let it go. Again, if this is the, yeah. Um, and um, no, I like that you, I like that you say that too. And, and honestly, like Nebula was ride or die in the movie too. Like I remember when, you know, who was, uh, Gamora was like about to throw a, or did throw a punch at Peter. She caught it. Yeah. And Gamora says, like, I'm family. And Nebula sticks up for our boy and is like, like, so is he. Right. And I was like, I I really, I just really like that kind of hit home a little bit. I was like, yeah. she's she's not this cold character that like I was indifferent to, because I was too. Yeah. I really was. From the get-go, even in even in Endgame, I was kind of like, yeah. eh, like she's there. I, I kind of wish, you know, X person had the spot of her staying alive, but it's her, whatever. Um yeah. At the end of the movie, I was like, I'm sold on Nebula. Like, yeah, me too. And, and I was glad. I was glad about that. So I thought that was awesome. Do you have any other lasting notes that you'd love to discuss for, um, for Guardians? I think, um, well, Lila, Teefs, and Floor. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely yo. That was, oh. oh, my God. That was so... I, I mean, I haven't cried like that in a movie since Endgame, truly. Like, I cried so Damn. hard. 
and I'm a crier. Like that's just, you know, I let the emotions of the movie go ahead and take Good, good for you. Hell yeah. Definitely. I I so like my heart hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that too. And and the last real the, the sorry to cut you off. The last real sadness I had in the MCU for me when I was like, damn, this is sad, um, was honestly No Way Home when Peter kind of lost everything. Yeah. He, he didn't really attend the funeral with with his aunt and we see him walk into like a shitty apartment and he's he's just lost, but he still yeah. goes out and be's a hero at the end. Yeah. To me, I was like, damn, that was like so sad. And then we got this and I was like, I thought about it and I was like, just to your point, I was like, I think sadness is kind of like the key to like unlocking my affection for the characters yeah, so and too. understanding them. And 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 I think that's where it lost it for me with Ant-Man because Ant-Man was a hero in the movie. Yeah. And he wasn't just like this, like he was still an underdog, but he was still just like, I couldn't, it wasn't like a street level, like loser that I was used to seeing. Right. And yeah. I think that if you can maintain both of those, you're good. But I don't know. I just had to throw that in there. Cause I, that was sad. Rocket Teeth's floor. Really kind of traumatizing in the theater to like yeah. see and, that. Yeah. And then him finding out that what a raccoon was and that he's a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> That is so good. Yeah. And then the moment that we get where he he says, I'm Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. And I was like, yeah. I yeah, was, me too. Me I too. screamed so loud. I teared so loud. I was like, that yeah. is such an epic line. I thought it was so such a nice touch that he put that in there. Um, I love that. And then one thing that I wish I would have seen that oh, I feel like got so much of a backstory, but we didn't get Groot and Rocket's origin. Like, I would have loved to see, like, we met them together. We, like, this was a package. Like, at first, Rocket was the only one to understand Groot. Rocket, you get me? Like, this was like, it was, it was there. And I felt like I didn't get that. And I was like, I kind of, you know what I mean? Like, we saw so much of them. And like, I don't know. I just, I, I would say that, actually, in this movie, Groot was my least favorite. Um, I'm not a fan of this frat boy group going on with the big I don't know what's going on Frat with boy that. Groot. I, yeah <laughs> I, I'm gonna chime in really quick because I I uh, jokes aside yes it was kind of like frat boy I I agree with you because I don't know I felt like he was I don't want to say left out but I I just could have used a little more of him and um he was great in the in that scene with like him and Peter up against the high evolutionary yeah. guards. I was yeah, like, with all the all the guns. On the yeah, side. I was like, okay, that's pretty sick. Like we haven't yeah. seen that side of him where he's just like ready to like throw down, pretty much. Yeah. I liked that, but I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Groot, I still love Groot, and I loved the end where he says, you know, I love you guys. I know that was so yeah. good. And and yeah. the behind it was just beautiful. How James Gunn said like, no, like the yeah. the audience is a guardian too. You guys have been around Groot for so long, you kind of like yeah. understand him yeah. a little. So I was like, damn, that's pretty, that's nice. just amazing. That's just, that's just so cool. Um, so we got that, which was fun. I'm glad that Groot is still on the team, but to your preliminary point, yes, I really would have loved to have seen one more, one more cutscene. And, and I, I know it's a lot to ask because the cutscenes we got were phenomenal and yeah. every cutscene had a purpose flashing back to Rocket's origin. Instead of leaving it off with him on the ship flying aimlessly, Throw in some, just one more. It can be a minute. It can be a minute yeah. long of him landing somewhere lost and like, you know, Groot 
is there. And there's like and, all the three people or somewhere. And we would have, it didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even need to see Gru itself, himself, but just that he lands on the planet where Gru is from. Like that just yeah. little stories together, those two timelines of the, of the characters yeah. would have been really nice. So after yeah. watching, man, I didn't get that. And I would have loved that again. Not that it made, you know, didn't, didn't I, make I a break. I, in a perfect world, yes, if I could have in one wish world, from a right. genie, it would maybe be that. I, I yeah. totally get you. Totally get you. I love that. Any anything else, Bianca, before we go on? No, I think that was I think that was all the no, notes. Good. I love all your points. I love Thank all your you. points. Yeah, a lot of thought was put into those. I appreciate it. Um and uh and and yeah, everybody, if if you know we're gonna move on to the pop culture news segment before we bring this episode to a close, but if Bianca or I left out anything that you think was deserving of, of having some airtime or or just anything about the movie you agree with, you disagree with, please let us know. We would love to know your thoughts, um, you know, in, in the post that we put out or, or DM us. Uh, let us know what what we missed, what we should have uh, what what you think could have been in the movie. We'd love to know, please. So without further ado, that is the end of our Guardians review. Loved it, Bianca. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad we had you on. Let's move on to a quick pop culture news segment. Um, We stopped pop culture news for a while. There was high demand for it, and everybody sent DMs saying they wanted more of it. So here it is. Uh, This is just everything going on right now that's just current news that uh, we pick up through the week. Um, One of the things here that we have, we're going to start it off hot and heavy. Would love to know your thoughts on this. Adam Driver reportedly set in stone to play Reed Richards in MCU. Pretty crazy, I think. That would be a that would be some serious acting that we would be getting. What are your thoughts on that? I so I love Adam Driver in yeah. absolutely everything he does. Um, regardless of like big franchise stuff, even in his you know I've seen his rather regular movies or whatever. Yeah, what is it? A Marriage Story? Have you seen that? was actually so good like top tier acting i was like wow That's, yo um, yeah i want to yeah. see it my mom said the same thing she was like the oh, acting really was amazing good. she was it's like it's really yeah good i'm acting. gonna see it i'm gonna see it i'll let you know how i like it because i've heard that's like the it's a slow burn it's a slow burn so if you like those type of movies but it's yeah it's relatable it, it's very like whoa that that hits yeah. beautiful heart um yeah. i love him as kylo ren i honestly i you know I love okay him. so um i would have liked him there was rumors that he was going um to play a villain and i would have like he gives villain vibes me too he gives total villain energy and he gives bad guy energy and i kind of would have liked that um but maybe this is his time to kind of shine and you know kind of re redo this and give us a really awesome reed richards i think he's a great actor either way so i think that he can do anything yes Um, Yes, so. you can only go so wrong if you even want to say the word wrong in this case right. scenario because I think he's a very, very good actor, and I think yeah. the MCU is extremely fortunate to have him. I have sure. no doubt that all of the cast will be pretty strong for this movie, yeah. and I think that this is like Kevin Feige's baby right now that he's really yeah. putting a lot of heart into, and because he said that when we got the rights back, and he was like, we're going to do this right bear with me because like I, I'm going to make sure that this movie is everything that we haven't gotten before because every other fantastic four movie, you know, say what you will. It, they weren't exactly, you know, uh, you know, top tier films, if you will. Um, and I think that this movie will be, if Adam driver's in it, I mean, Reed Richards is a character that I hope to see for a long time. Adam driver's an, uh, an actor that I think can carry the role. For sure. I, I mean, green light by me. 
Yeah. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent here for it. And hopefully we get that. Uh, I could see maybe in the next like three months tops, we'll probably get an announcement. Maybe July for Comic-Con. I would think maybe they'll reveal the cast or yeah. if they have a presence this year, um, because they hadn't been at Comic-Con in a long time uh, this past August. Yeah. Um, will they go back? We don't know. Remains to be seen. But if Marvel has a spot at San Diego Comic-Con again, I, if I was a betting man, my money would be that they'll they'll release it before or release it then. So hopefully we know soon, everyone. Hopefully we know soon. Um, another thing, and I wanted to bring this up specifically with you, Vincent, I always forget how to pronounce his last name, Donofrio, Donofrio, yeah, one yeah. of the two, who plays uh, Fisk, the kingpin in the MCU now, which is awesome. So glad we have our guy back. Oh, my yeah. God. He was just on with comicbook.com for an exclusive interview. Um, and they brought up, you know, the fact that Born Again is filming right now. Um, super excited for that show. That is like a top show of mine. I mean, we're getting, you know, John Bernthal coming back. We're getting Charlie Cox. We're getting, uh, you know, Fisk. It's I, I literally can't wait. I can't wait. One of the things he said that a lot of people are talking about is in the brief interview, he said, quote, this show, this, this new version of daredevil is quote different and not like the Netflix show. What we're doing is very different. He went on to say that three more times. He said, I'm having a lot of fun on set, this and that it, everything's, everything checks out. I think fans are going to love it. What are your thoughts? Are you a little, are you losing a little sleep at night thinking that maybe they're going to take the daredevil out of daredevil if you know yeah. what i mean yeah i totally know what you mean so i i definitely think that was always a concern for all daredevil fans being that this was now going to be an mcu disney right like we we're all scared we're like they're going to yeah. disney fi this thing and they're going to take out the bad that we all love about the yeah. show even you saying um, that i'm like i'm squeezing my chair a little bit yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm like super nerve-wracking oh, um yeah. I, I will say this, and maybe, and this kind of gives me a little bit of hope as to what he's hopefully not meaning. John Bernthal has been very adamant to say that he will not be part of a show that doesn't allow him to be the Punisher that we know and love and is meant to be. Without, yeah. you know, he's not going to make this, you know, this cartoon type of character that's all like, he, you know... Uh, Disney type of thing where he doesn't get the opportunity to be as bad as he can be. And in fact, when I met John Bernthal at Megacon, I was yeah. like, my my Funko Pop signed, which he's such a cool guy, honestly. I yeah. got up and I got my Funko Pop signed. I'm a big, big John Bernthal fan. Yeah, me too. And the guy in front of me, he was talking about Daredevil Born Again, and we were kind of like discussing it. And he said, and he goes, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like the old ones, right? And he goes listen, I've been talking to Disney and, and they know I won't do it if it's not. Whoa. I'm just like, okay, okay. You know, and, and he's, and he's gone on the record to say that, like he very, you know, is very public in the sense that he, if he's going to be Punisher, it's going to be in a grit type show. It's yeah. going to be where he has the opportunity to be what the character actually is. So I don't know if we're going to see a mellowed out version of Wilson Fisk. And maybe that's kind of what he's meaning. Um, but I don't know. I, I really hope not. Um, I hope not, I too. I know yeah, that Disney yeah. is open to making, like, mature-rated stuff. I don't know where I heard that. No, no, no. You're not You're not dreaming. That that was a thing that was – I think it was more of, like, 
because you know obviously Deadpool and Wolverine is coming out the working yeah so we have that coming and like Kevin Feige is like this is gonna be hard R like don't worry don't worry I think that this is going to be a little different in the sense that and I consider this a W um did you watch you watch She-Hulk obviously I don't even right yeah I liked that they added a little bit of CGI to Daredevil yeah, that's all. That seems like a hot take. People are very yes or no about that. For me, it's a yes. I like the sort of like we can see him like, you know, on top of a car moving 100 miles an hour and they're just going to CGI yeah. it and that's the end of it. And I'm OK with that. I think it makes it more exciting. I think it makes it more compelling. Those are just my opinions. I'm OK with that. Um, the thing I was not OK with was Wilson Fisk being beat by basically a Marvel intern in Hawkeye. <laughs> who was Kate Bishop, I was kind of like, oh, it didn't really sit too well with me. Yeah. I I I don't know. As a whole, even like, even in the Daredevil show, wasn't as strong, like physically as strong as he is supposed to be when you're thinking about like character Wilson Fisk. And I feel like we see, like we really see his strength in Spider-Verse. I feel like they did Wilson Fisk in Spider-Verse. Like they did Kingpin in that movie so yeah. well in the sense of he is big and he will beat you up. Yeah. Like, like he will actually physically hurt you. Hurt you. Yes. I felt like it was very more, even in Daredevil, very mobster vibes. Yes. Where it was He was hiring other people to do his dirty work. Right. I think we really saw, I can't even remember what season it was, but there was an episode where he got this guy's head and was slamming it in the door. Oh, that was like that's the first me. time we met him in season and episode like, two or something. Episode one. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. And yeah. I was, okay. This guy, okay. We're getting, we're getting a bad guy. And yeah. then after the fact, I, I definitely got more of the mobster vibe where he's going to kind of hire the hitman, do his dirty work, and he's going to kind of like sit with his nice clean suit on. Right. Um, right. And not do the beating up himself, which I guess he does in, in some aspects. But um, but yeah, so maybe we're going to, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, we'll see. My, my thoughts as well is that like us being fans, we're so close to hearing, we're, we're so, we're we hear quotes like that where it's like it's going to be different and we automatically assume the worst and we're like, oh, my God, this is DEFCON 5. Well, F this, no way. Like, I think we're very quick to do that. I'm more of on the boat where, like, I think Marvel is smart enough to know what we want to see and what we don't want to see. Oh, I hope. Um, people were worried because we got, like, a funny Daredevil in She-Hulk. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was okay with it. Do I want to see that in his own show? Not really. I yeah. kind of want to see, like, to me, the best version of Daredevil is when he's just beaten, bloody, and still moving, and still a calculated player. Yeah. And um, I hope we see that in Echo, because that's the next time that we'll see them, is, yeah. you know, we'll see Kingpin and Daredevil in Echo. To what extent, we don't really know, but we will see them. We'll see where they go. I, I'm very, very, very excited for Born Again. Me too. I am. I'm, it's one of my most anticipated projects coming out into the future. Um, I I have hope, and especially hearing you say something like that, like, look, Marvel wouldn't bring me back if, you know, I couldn't do this. Yeah. I really, I I really hope that it's going to be, like, rated M or whatever the, the rating is for um, for Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will be. Yeah. I don't think it will be. That's just me. That's just my guess. We'll see. Hopefully I'm proven wrong. But 
I don't know. I, I just wanted your thoughts on that because I know you're a Daredevil girl, and yeah. I, I see your posts with you know Charlie Cox and stuff. Very jealous. That's very cool. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Let us let us know what you think. I mean, whenever I post Daredevil anything, you guys like actually you guys flip out. So please let us know what you think about that coming up. Um, one of the other things I have here too is just a sort of. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but Tom Holland said he's been sober for a year now. Hasn't uh, given he's completely given up alcohol forever remains to be seen. He supposedly is getting very serious with Zendaya. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I thought that that was interesting. I don't know. Is that worth talking about? I don't. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, super proud of him for that. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Major accomplishment. That's totally. Incredible. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and I think I, I think the fans have definitely seen him and Zendaya um, getting kind of more they're out in the public a lot more often yeah they are um yeah. and they're you know I, I'm, I'm on tiktok and so a lot oh, of my yeah marvel stuff and people make such fun edits of all their little moments together and they're just so i'm a big fan of their relationship and i'm a big yeah. fan of them together and i'm rooting for them and hope one of the ones you know that they're, they're the ones that stick it out and actually make it through me too um, good me relationship too. because we know that those are not easy um, no, because I, I think not. they look awesome together and that's, you know, I mean, Spider-Man relationships have notoriously failed, um, yes. although date their, their, really, <laughs> you know, their lover in the, in the movies and then they all, you know, so hopefully know. this is not, you know, the third time's the charm with this one yeah. and that they, and that they make it through. So, yeah, yeah, I hope so too. I don't know. I just thought that was neat. Yeah. Um, obviously he didn't offer any elaboration. We don't know if he was, if there was an issue, but he right, gave up right. alcohol. Um, Interesting. Are you a, are you like a sort of like a, a rap fan at all? Or like, you know, into yeah, I like, like rap. I wouldn't say it's my main genre of music, okay. like, but I do like, I do like rap. Okay, yeah. good. Fair enough. Maybe we can go somewhere with this because Metro Boomin, who's a, a very, very prominent, famous producer, um, is working on the Spider-Verse film for the music of it. Yeah. I love Metro Boomin. If everybody, you, anybody listening, I guarantee you, you've heard a Metro Boomin song before. Um, you know, I am so excited for this movie already and it's like right around the corner. It came so quick. I feel like, um, are you, do you, do you know who Metro Boomin is? Are you excited that he's working on the the film? You know, I think that, um, we got such an awesome, like soundtrack with the first one. And I think it was such a hit. Yeah. Um, in the sense that we got that like iconic song and everything like that, that it's there. Right. Sunflower. Yeah. yeah. Sunflower. We got, we need something big like that to really, you know, kind of top that, um, yeah. original, original soundtrack. And I'm, I'm excited. I think yeah. I'm very highly anticipating this movie. Me too. Me too. And it, it's, it's so cool to me too, because like Metro Boomin is, is posting like on Instagram and stuff and, and, uh, He's like, you know, just got back from Coachella and he has like a fat stack of like Spider-Man comics. Yeah. And he's like trying to get in the vibe for like the Spider-Verse. And I'm like, this is cool. He's like really sort of ingraining himself into the into the comics to stir up. You know, I mean, he's brilliant. The guy's brilliant uh, musically, uh, you know, Um, and I'm like, this is cool that he's investing into that. It's not just like another job for him. He's like he's posting stories and stuff. He's like, I want to get this right. Um. I love Miles Morales. I love the Spider-Man. He's like, I love Marvel. I want to make sure that this is exactly the type of vibe. And I'm just like, this is common, common Metro Boom and W. His last album was awesome. 
He was just at Coachella and he had one of the biggest performances there. Um, you know, anybody listening, definitely check, check out Metro Boomin. He's, you know, he works with like A-list people, Travis Scott, Gunna, um, the, the weekend, everybody. And I just, I'm so excited to see the mu- the music in this movie because that's just 90% of it too, is the vibe. And I'm like, he's going to oh, vibe check the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's with, with an animated movie like that music is so important to add to that um these scenes with i mean and we know that spider-verse has i mean the most incredible animation ever um and so i'm excited to see those two things kind of like collaborate together and make for some epic epic scenes yeah me too i can't i can't wait i can't wait for that and um i have written down here too that burger king has a new spider-man themed whopper to locations i don't know if everybody's seen that that's kind of funny i kind of want to try it i don't know the last time i've been to burger king but just interesting. The, the buns look a little red dye 40. <laughs> yeah. They do look a little red dye 40. I agree with you. That's hilarious. I agree. I don't know. Uh, will I try it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll leave a review up. Maybe I'll do like a reel and I'll review it and, and we'll see how it goes. But um, they do that. They just came out with new Spider-Verse Jordans, which is pretty cool yeah. too. Those the look pretty sick. so awesome too. So Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were. It's it's cool to see the marketing of it all because – um. People just loved that movie. I'm pretty sure it won, what was it, an Oscar for Best Animated Film? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I think they know what works, and I have I really have no doubt that this movie's gonna be great. I really have no yeah. doubt about it. Um other than that, I have the final thing I have here for all the comic fans listening is that Captain America, the series that's coming out right now about Steve Rogers, that ends in August, which is pretty unfortunate, Bianca. I know you're you're probably not reading it, but um I do recommend it if you if you get around to it. The Cap series has been good. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a great series with a lot of heart, and it was more of like a superhero political thriller. Okay. Which which more of like what Ed Brubaker did with the character, and I don't think we had seen that until now. And that series ended. God, uh, man, so long ago, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, maybe. Um. And I was just really disappointed. And I, I, I'm wondering if anybody else out here listening, I know we have a few Cap readers who who DM me about stuff like this. If you're looking for a Cap series to read, very contained, yet still matters to the Marvel Universe. You have some good characters in there. Um, sad that it's leaving in August, but series come and go. And um, hopefully this gives the writers of, who is it, Jackson Kelly and Colin Lansing, who are writing the new Guardians book, as well that's coming out right now by marvel issue number one was excellent um hopefully this gives them more time to spread their wings into the guardians and focus on that because um i would love it's been a long time since we had a guardians uh series and i think that they're killing it so far and um love love that it happened and uh sad but sad to see it go uh much like guardians of galaxy volume three um it's always good when you have a project that ends and you're a little sad i think that's a good sign for and sure. that's, yeah, that's how I felt about Guardians, too. So, yeah. yeah, all good stuff. That's pretty much all I have, Bianca. Any lasting thoughts for our listeners? No, that's it. But definitely go make check, watch the movie if you haven't watched the movie yet. Yes, if you listened to all of that and got spoiled with all of that, go watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, go watch it anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's better, it's better to see it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, for anybody listening, definitely, definitely go follow um, Bianca at uh, Bianca Collects. Where again, you know, I said at the start of the episode, I'll say it again. She's posting all about her collection, uh, some of her thoughts, uh, 
she does, you know, uh, a lot of reels. You're on TikTok as well that you just said too. Um, yeah. I, I assume Bianca collects is your handle there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Everybody definitely go check her out. And uh, Bianca would love to have you back again. This was a great episode. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much for your thoughts and, and effort into the episode. Really appreciate it. It's awesome. I appreciate it. It was a great time. Thank awesome. You. Yeah, you're so welcome. And for anybody who's new here, thank you so much for coming on and listening. We hope you had a great time. We'll see you next week where we cover more stuff. And, um, you know, obviously can't wait a month from now when we start to really get into episode breakdowns and chats about Secret Invasion. So check us out short term, long term. We'll be here. Uh, and if you're an old time listener, thank you so much for coming back for another episode. We always appreciate the support. And it's it's listeners like you that keep this going. So please share this, like this, whatever you can do. That's super helpful to the algorithm. And it really gets our message out there. Super appreciative. And Bianca, thank you again. We will have you back and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.